0: Welcome to the choir room There's always room for you If you're a fan
1: everybody welcome back to the choir room as we are continuing on with another character study today we are here to talk about jake puckerman it is time to talk about jake it is time to dip into the season four pool all the new kids that come in there around season four we have not gotten to any of them just yet but today we are breaking the seal on that end of things and i'm very excited to do so of course i am not alone aman how is it going today
2: it's going great you can never say never Why you don't know it time and time again. I forget the rest no, of the words. No, no, no. <laughs> we
1: were. How do you forget the rest of the... Oh, my God. Not not this fray, uh, not knowing words Okay. Well, um, I love the fray. That was a, a time when they were like an active group and making some music. Yeah. What have you been at? But, I don't know. Time has passed. So uh, yeah, Jake Puckerman. We are here to talk about Jake. Um, I think we're going to try to talk about specifically Jake, rather than just talking about Jacob Artist for two hours. No promises, at least on my end, but... Uh, that's, that's the goal here. We have, uh, not, you know, it's with these season four kids. I was thinking about, you know, when we were putting this all together, I was like, you know, it's really not going to be a whole lot to talk about when we get to the season four kids. They only have one season worth of content plus, you know, a little bit in season five. But then like taking notes for this, I was like, they really jam a lot into this. You you know, we, we go through it and we're like, eh, kind of boring this and that, but there still is a lot to talk about when we're, you know, specifically analyzing everything for this character. So there's that. There's my thought on that
2: yeah there's a lot to talk about with Jake I'm um yeah I mean I, I kind of feel similar to Mike Chang. I feel like I mean, we've definitely spent a lot more time with Jake than we have with Mike Chang, but I'm excited to like really dive deep into like his inner motivations, oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: that <laughs> wow, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Jacob Artist uh, plays Jake Puckerman, and uh, that's somebody that we we like, we enjoy. Uh, Jacob Artist is, uh, you know, one of the younger cast members, I believe, when he enters the Glee universe. Let me see how old he is now, because I want to find out. But um, he was, I'm pretty sure, like, younger than a lot of other people at the time. And now as I look it up, age, he is 28 years old now, so he's only two years older than us. Uh, born in 1992, so at the time of the show, it was what? He came on in 2012. Uh, 12? Four-
2: yeah, that was season 12, 4. not
1: 13?
2: Yeah. Season 12 was... Okay. Yeah, season 12. Season 4 was 2012, yeah. twelve. Twelve. Season
1: <laughs> 12 probably Would have loved to watch that. Um, all right, so he was then 20. I, it sounds like about eight years ago. So yeah, he was 20 years old while everybody else was, you know, in their mid to late 20s or so. Corey Monty, a little bit even older than that, but is yeah, Isn't
2: Corey like 30 at this point?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he was like 30, 31. Um, but uh, Jacob Artis, did you know that he had been accepted into Juilliard and decided not to go? Yes, I did know that. I just found out. Or maybe I knew that, but kind of. Moved it away from the forefront of my mind, but that's uh, quite the quite the quite the move there. He just wanted to be an actor.
2: Yeah, I was really obsessed with him when I, when he first got on the show, and I like did all the research that I could, and I've seen him, I've seen him dance like all over the place. Like he's really 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 talented in ballet. Um, I, mm-hmm. I remember watching the premiere episode of season four. And uh, I was texting my high school theater teacher slash director at the time because I was, you know, newly in college, away from home for the first time. Um, And like I said before, Glee was one of those things that sort of like helped to anchor me. And I remember watching the show, and my theater teacher was also a big fan. And the first thing that she said was, I don't like Kermit. I just don't like his voice. And like, I, ever since she said that, I have not been able to unhear Kermit the Frog when Jake sings. (laughs) Like,
1: it's not every song, we, yeah. We, we talked about not, this. It's, it's, it's not it's you not know, every song, of songs it...
2: but I definitely it's it's hard to like once once you're you're made aware of it, it's like yeah. oh there it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it, it's like you know a couple of parts of his voice where he tries to do something that's like a little bit of a stretch for what he's usually comfortable in, and it doesn't sound terrible, but yeah, it does have that little like like frog in your throat kind of kind of quality but I'm not here to bash on anything Jacob Artist related. I'm I'm here to talk about all the good of of Jacob Artist and you know the goods and the bad part of Jake Puckerman who as we mentioned <laughs> is going to debut in season 4 along with some of the other new kids that take over the uh, new directions after the former new directions are graduating and moving on to some bigger, some better, some not so great things uh in their futures. But Jake is here of course along with you know the Marlies and the riders and whoever. But uh let's talk about Jake. What is the uh, Uh, initial impression that we get of jake when we first meet him
2: what is my initial impression of jake um What what do we learn about him right off the bat you learn that he's like this bad boy he rides a scooter in the hallways he has a leather jacket on um he has some anger issues he's impulsive he seems to be a bit of a womanizer he's your stereotypical Bad boy character, you know, but there has to be something deeper than that because like everything on the surface seems just a little too, too put on and too much of a front, but that's the initial impression that you get.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's interesting the way that obviously we know that Jake is going to be Puck's brother. Uh, we spent three seasons with Noah Puckerman, and now we have Jake Puckerman here. So we find that out by the end of the first episode, right? Or the second, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the first episode that we find out that Jake is Puck's brother and, or half brother. Uh, the way that they tried to fill him in as this, like the role that he had here. Like, remember the you know, the new kids that come in, uh, you have unique and you have... Uh, writer who both come in off the Glee project, so those roles were created based off of you know for the character for the the actors that came in off of that show. But you have uh, Jacob Artist, you had Melissa Benoist, and you had uh, Becca Tobin who came in as like you know cast for this this season from scratch. Uh, so when they were designing the role of Jake Puckerman, I'm I'm like I always think about like was it supposed to be the new Finn Hudson, like the new uh, like the top dog of the Glee club? If Marley was the new Rachel, is Jake the new? Uh, The new Finn, but then the connection that they draw between him and Puck, uh, obviously with them being half brothers, like, you know, it's like he's more so the bad boy role. So, you know, it's kind of like one of the roles where they don't have an exact, exact copy uh, going into the new season, trying to replicate the old cast. But I mean, that's a good thing if they had every single person as an exact copy of, you know, what they were supposed to be. I mean, I guess Ryder ends up being the Finn more so than Jake, you know, does. But um, I don't know. Overall, obviously, uh, as have mentioned many times, I do enjoy the character uh, for a variety of reasons. But yeah, so Jake is the bad boy and he is going to audition for the New Directions. He is going to meet up with uh, everybody in the auditorium as they are trying to find some new members. He gets up on the stage, he performs Never Say Never, and he gets cut off mid-performance, and that doesn't really go well. Uh, he doesn't take it very well, and uh, it's going to lead to some tension between him and Will right off the bat.
2: It's so it's so immature. Like, it's like, really? Like, what the fuck is your problem, dude? And like, And when Kurt's like, that is rude and unacceptable. I'm like, yes, drag him, because why would you? Just because you couldn't finish your fucking slow-ass phrase song? Like, get out of here, dude. Like, it was just in, in, insane. Um, he, It does not make him likable right off the bat <laughs> at all.
1: No, certainly not. Like, who is who was likable right off the bat? I guess we were trying to, like, you know, not... We, we weren't all in on the new kids right away. And and if we were all in on anybody, if they were trying to push somebody on us to like them right away, it would have been Marley, I guess. Uh, You know, for what we are introduced to with her, so we don't need to like Jake right away. But yeah, it's definitely a a pretty abrupt uh, uh, showing in his first episode there. Uh, Will's gonna end up calling Jake into his office after that's all said and done, after he lashes out against uh, <laughs> against them for uh, what happened on the stage there, and he tells Jake about how he discovered that Jake is Noah Puckerman's half-brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, Puck never mentioned having a brother, and Jake says, well, Puck doesn't even know. So, uh, this is the story that we were being set up with pretty early on. Uh, Will's also gonna tell Jake that the reason that he cut him off during that performance was because he knew from the moment Jake Finished that first verse that he was good knew that he wanted him in the glee club uh and jake you know while that's a flattering thing to say it's like you already made me feel like shit and you know essentially i just embarrassed myself in front of the whole uh group there i'm not about to come waltzing into your club especially because now he thinks that the only reason he's being invited to join is because he's puck's brother so he's like oh you just want me there because of puck and whatever so he doesn't feel like it's actually you know uh anything regarding him himself
2: but bitch you wanted to be in the club like he's so he's like oh like I, i'm not gonna change i like this chip on my shoulder i'm not changing for you for anybody it's like well then why did you audition for for it in the first place then what'd you want to do wh- why did you audition for Gilly club why yeah like is it, you like yeah, to yeah he's, he's he's the tough guy he, you like to perform you've already sort of like you've already exposed yourself by singing you know what i mean like you're acting like it's I don't know.
1: He's just—he's kind of too good for it now. Yeah,
2: like why are you? Why are you all of a sudden too good for it? The thing that I understand about um, the puckerman of it all is Jake's mom was never married to uh, Daddy Puck. Ew! I I, I didn't know how to. Daddy Puck. No, (laughs) I didn't know how to say it. We don't know his first name. (laughs) To their dad. (laughs) To their dad. So why does he have to have his last name? Why wouldn't he have his mom's maiden name?
1: Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, you would you would think that that would be the way that they would go about it. I mean, both of them probably not having that last name would would have made sense. I but. could
2: understand Noah having it because I think that his mom was actually married to his dad. But mm. Jake, they were like his, like uh, their dad was screwing yeah, around was with like Jake's mom. Yeah, whatever, like right? they were like yeah. So I never really understood that. But I guess you know, for simplicity's know. sake, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, to to make sure we fully understand. (laughs) They are brothers! (laughs) Otherwise, we would have been too stupid to get it, which I don't know. Maybe maybe I would have been too stupid at the younger age that we were watching the show. Uh, But the end of the episode here in this first uh, episode of season four is going to end very similar for Jake as it does for his brother Puck. Uh, Of course, remember back to season one, episode one, where at the end of the episode we get Don't Stop Believing," and we get Noah Puckerman watching from the, you know, from the from the hallway right outside the auditorium, like looking in, thinking like, hmm, maybe I would like to be up there with them. And we get the same thing with Jake here as he's watching them sing Chase. Facing pavements, Marley's up on the stage with all the new directions, and Jake is just watching from the back. Like, hmm, you know, the option was there for me to join them, but I'm being a baby right now, and I'm not joining them. But you definitely know he's going to end up there eventually. So,
2: Mm -hmm. which is going to lead us right into episode two, Brittany 2.0. Marley is, yeah, she's she's really she's she's buying. She's, she's sipping the Kool-Aid. She's all about Jake Puckerman. He's so cool and mysterious and all of that. Um, and the girls are going to try to tell her that he's bad news. He's literally a womanizer. They sing her an entire Britney Spears song t- for her to get the point. But she uh, pretty much circumvents all of that um, to the point where Jake is going to ask her if she would like to hang out. And, of course, her simp ass says yes. Um, and Will is also not going to give up his pursuit on Jake either, still trying to get him to join the club. He even goes so far as to bring Puckerman, Noah Puckerman, back to the school to meet his little brother, um, where he's going to say, like, look, I know that we have the same dad. I know that we probably don't have, like, similar upbringings with, you know, our moms being at odds. You probably don't like me. I didn't like you for a bit of that time, but... At the end of the day, we're still brothers, and this glee club it really taught me how to be a man. And I suggest that you, you know, get your shit together. You think you're such a badass, like walking around, scooting around, banging all the Cheerios, but really, that's not that stuff. Is that that's that's trash? That's trash behavior. Don't be that person. Join the glee club. Get your shit together, and that's kind of
1: the- which is like you know, uh, uh, I guess a fair seen here like the way that they have it being like you know who else if will's not getting into puck uh, to Jake's head at this point and getting him to like you know getting him convinced to join it's not like Jake is friends with any of these other people seems like we're led to believe that he you know kind of transferred to McKinley uh for this school year so he doesn't really know anybody just yet so the only person that seems to get the message across to like shake him out of this uh the way that he's been acting is is gonna be his brother who you know he knows about Puck puck didn't quite know about him for all those years but uh, that's still some kind of family connection that when Puck comes back and like lays it down on him and says, you know, do whatever you want to do, but I'm telling you this worked for me. Uh, I, I get it. I get your situation. We have a very similar situation with our family and all that kind of stuff. So I think you should go for it. I, I think it'll be good for you, especially uh, and Jake wants to do it. He the only reason that he's not doing it is his pride or whatever, you know, getting in the way of, you know, joining a club that already rejected him. So. You know, it it obviously is going to uh, end up leading him to join. And uh, throughout this episode, you know, that continuation of uh, him and Marley is also happening where you know, these two were definitely catching each other's attention. Like you mentioned that Marley was uh, warned not to go near him, but she is anyway. And uh, we get that uh, incredible performance, the mashup of crazy. You drive me crazy with the two of them out in the bleachers, which is obviously very, very good. Uh, He leaves Marley with his jacket. Uh, He's also at at a point in this episode and something that's going to happen throughout the entire season four uh, coming to the defense of one Millie Rose, because of course, Millie gets a lot of hateful comments, a lot of bullying from the jocks in the school towards her. And, uh Jake, anytime that he's around and he sees this happening, is going to defend her and, and go after the bullies. And, you know, it's a uh, very touching part of him. One of the one of the parts of uh, Jake that le- pushed us to uh, putting him in Gryffindor rather than Slytherin when we did the Sorting Hat. So, uh, you know, he's, he's not the awful a-hole that uh, it seemed like he might have been early on. There are definitely, you know, some emotions, a, a bit of a heart deep down in there.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's really, really kind deep down. That's why I'm saying, like from the get-go this whole bad boy persona just seems so put on it seems like boy what are you doing like this is not you it's really not what i always wanted to know is like i don't know if they ever really addressed this and i'm forgetting about it like what's the story behind why he chose this year to come to mckinley like and where did he go before why wasn't he there because this is his sophomore year right like he's he's supposed to be a sophomore which means he started high school somewhere else and i guess was he just waiting for puck to graduate to come to mckinley and Where'd you go before that? Like, I don't know. It just kind of seems kind of weird that he just kind of gets dropped in at this point in time. I wish we got a little bit more backstory there, but um, yeah, he's, he's not, he's not a, he's not a bad person. He's just not, he, you know, he, he cares obviously about what other people think about him. Um, And uh, him coming to Millie's defense is like, I mean, at at first glance, you might think, oh, is he just doing it because he has a thing for Marley? But like, no, it's like, even, even when times with Marley are bad, he's, Still trying to stick up uh, for Millie and once again fire Figgins because why are these kids just allowed to talk shit to this lunch lady this poor lunch lady that she's trying to do her job and there's like no faculty to like do the punishing and you have to leave it up to Jake to beat their ass fire Figgins Mm -hmm. fire them all
1: fire Figgins. Yeah, uh, as far as the transferring thing goes, I mean, it's it's the easiest way that they use to like get any kid they need to from one school to another, right? Like Blaine had transferred twice before he got to Dalton, Uh, the transfers again to McKinley, Jake, uh, you know, obviously, the, the, the transfer situation just had to be in place because... Uh, Otherwise, it's like, well, where has he been this whole time that him and Puck were in the same school together while Puck was a senior and Jake was a a freshman? So if Jake's going to be a sophomore, (laughs) you got to throw him in from whatever school he was in. But uh, but yeah, by the end of this episode, as much as we're talking about how he's not an asshole uh, or whatever, he spent that whole time singing with Marley, putting his jacket around her. And then next thing you know, as this is going to be Jake's, this is going to be Jake for the entire time he's on the show. Uh, One moment, it's not even one episode to the next. It's like one moment in an episode to the next we go from the nice guy to the asshole as uh we flip the switch here and all of a sudden you know he's no longer interested in marley we find out that he's dating kitty him and marley are talking at the lockers kitty comes up and she is gonna you know drop the news to marley that uh her and jake are an item now and marley is like well that sucks uh, i should have listened to unique and tina when they were singing about how this man is a womanizer but i didn't i'm stupid i'm dumb And we know Marley. Yeah, they must
2: have been working fast because this is the beginning of the school year. It's not even like Halloween yet. And they're already dating. And he transferred here just
1: now. Like, damn, kitty. You fast. And like, Jake is obviously like very attractive. Uh, All of the, you know, great qualities that you would want in a high school boyfriend. But like uh, all of the previous cheerleaders always seem to go for like the jocks and the guys on the football team. And Jake is not on the football team. So uh, just a strange uh, or or interesting note to point out there that like, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, Kitty, you're dating him. But uh, I don't know. Usually they would go for the jocks.
2: Well, this is like the age. This is like that moment of like peace, right? Because the, the glee kids are able to sit at the table with the with the cheerleaders and the jock so it's like a everybody is you know extending their hand across the aisle at this point in time until things until order does get restored so i mean it kind of makes sense and kitty's a rebel i can't wait to talk about
1: kitty Yeah. <laughs> Especially with, uh, you know, more than more than the time that we have with some of these other kids we have with Kitty. So that should be fun. Um, but yeah, continuing on, we get, uh, you know, uh, over to the breakup. And as we talked about that, uh, that episode on the podcast, I remember being like, I totally forgot just how much this episode, you know, while it's obviously mainly about everybody, like all the older people breaking up, the the Britannas and Finchels and uh, Will and Emma. And uh, I'm missing somebody here. Who am I missing? Uh, Britanna, Finchel, Will and Emma, Klain, Clain, of course. Yeah, that's Uh, fine. Maybe I did that on purpose. You can forget them. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Um, Obviously, it's all about them. But, like, uh, another story going on in that episode is Jake uh, and and Marley and Kitty and all of that. As Jake is – Jake and Marley are still, you know, being friendly with one another. They talk about how they both get free lunches because I guess they're both just, you know, not the most wealthy of, of anybody in Ohio and uh, apparently Jake's mom even works extra hours to pay for his dance classes, so uh, just learning more about him as we go on. Uh, but what we get to here in this episode is the left behind club as Kitty is going to pull that big prank on Dottie Casatori, and it's pretty harsh. Dottie breaks down into tears. We've been left uh, it's not fun for We've been left behind! <laughs> It's not fun for anybody but Kitty. Uh, and, and Marley's going to come down on Jake here and be like, how could you possibly like her? Like, she is awful. She is terrible. And Jake tries to apologize to her and be like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, it's just, this is, you know, who I'm with, but she's like not having any of it. But he does kind of give her a reason here as to why he's dating Kitty. Uh, do do you, uh, like, did you take to what his reasoning here was and like, understand it at all? Or was it just like, he's just making this up? She
2: helps him fit in. Like she helps him, you know, find his footing in the school. Because he feels like he doesn't have a place. Yeah. The white guys think he's too black. The black guys think he's too white. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's certainly um, an experience that a lot of uh, multiracial people go through, and that like they feel like they don't necessarily know where to fall because they're always going to be a little othered, depending on what community that you're in. Like if you're with the whites, they're going to be like, oh, like so what's what's it like to kind of be black? Or they're going to have all these like really weird black jokes around you or like if you are black if you are if you're with the blacks then it's like the blacks that sound so racist <laughs> if you are with black people black people can sometimes be sort of a little uh, uh like you know they'll they'll treat you like you're not one of them because you have a little white in you and it's it's all bullshit but like we do it to each other and it's really really sad but so i i can understand that um wanting to find some sort of like security blanket and that's Kitty because she's popular she's a cheerleader she's the head cheerleader and if you're dating her then people will probably leave you alone
1: right so yeah and that's what he, that's what he's clinging on to here that's what he's trying to be like this is you know I, I like I don't know how he suddenly becomes uh, you know the the person that you're somewhat sympathizing towards after these four episodes and what a what a ride he's been on but again that's Jake's story he's just up and down le- hot and cold left and right up and down whatever so yeah he's trying to uh trying to tell her that you know he's not doing this to to be a jerk it's just because it makes him feel better to be by the side of, of somebody like kitty uh who you know people are going to leave him alone when they see he's dating her so whatever that's you know obviously not going to last uh forever not going to last too long uh when we continue on uh by the end of this episode he is literally gonna break up with her (laughs) before the episode even ends because she is just truly terrible insulting marley left and right and uh he's like you really should stop that or (laughs) i'm not going to be with you anymore and he breaks up with her and uh that's it so you know the Jake and Kitty thing, while it pops up here and there, it's not anything super consistent, which is not the end of the
2: world. And this is, like, a thing—this is, like, another reason as to why he ended up in Gryffindor, right? Because, like, he doesn't—because this this could be a, a, a season-long storyline, right? Where it's like, oh, I want to be with Marley, but Kitty has her claws in me. Like, he's like, no, you know what? I'm done with this. Kitty, we're done. We're no longer a couple. I want to be with Marley. Screw you. And, you know— it, Especially after coming clean about like why he's even dating her in the first place, it's like he knows what's at risk by doing this, and he still does it anyway. And so I've, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really into that for him. Good for him.
1: Yeah. So moving on into episode five, uh, Ryder's here at school.
2: Oh, great! Yeah, Ryder. He's so cool. He can like play football, and he can kind of like sing. Turns out he's like a big rock star. Oh my God! Yay, Ryder. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> So, yeah, Finn is going to recruit Ryder to join um, not only the Glee Club, but to try out for the musical. They're going to do Grease. This is the Glee era of the show. Um, and that means that he's going to be spending a little bit more time with Marley, who's also interested in being in Grease. Um, Jake does not like this because, of course, he wants to spend time with Marley. Um, Katie does not like this because she wants to spend time with Jake. And she just wants to, like, kind of ruin Marley's life because she's a cold-hearted bitch, as Santana would say. Um, and so, Jake is going to audition for the role. He's going to do a, a joint audition with Kitty in the hopes that the two of them both get into the show so that they can both do their spying on Marley and Ryder. They almost get, um, They there's a little bit of a, of a, there's a little bit of an altercation at one of the last auditions between Jake and Ryder when they're doing Born to Hand Jive, but at the end of it all, Marley and Ryder are gonna get the lead roles, and Jake is gonna be left with uh, <laughs> the role of butsy, and not he does not get the role that he wants. So he's gonna be in the show, but he's not gonna be able to share that kiss with Marley like like he wants to.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have to get your kiss some other way, my friend. But um, yeah, so I mean, not uh, you know, not the most action as uh, things are getting picked up, uh, you know, a little bit more here with you know Ryder being added into the mix but that is a very significant part of what things are going to uh or how things are going to play out with these characters because while it is going to be you know season four primarily about jake and uh marley Ryder is that third wheel that third aspect of this triangle that is always there and as we get into season five when things are going to start to shift a little bit and marley and Ryder do end up eventually getting together uh for a brief period in time it's like you know you, you I guess finally get to see that I don't know if finally is the right word but like it, you know, it didn't happen in the same way that, like, you know, we, we talked about comparing it from the this triangle to the uh, Quinn, Rachel and Finn thing. Uh, Quinn and Rachel would kind of go back and forth with Finn in that first and second season where it was like, OK, now he wanted uh, one girl and then he wanted the other. But here it's more so like Marley kind of set her sights on Jake. She was good with that. And then even though Ryder was around being nice to her, like she wasn't really getting swayed over to his side until, you know, things go down in season five. So Ryder being added to the mix is obviously obviously a huge deal for all of this and uh you know uh everybody can make their own opinions as to uh if they enjoyed having him around or not if it was worthwhile Eh, probably not the most worthwhile but he was there so got to acknowledge it at the very i don't know
2: why jake just doesn't ask marley out like why don't you just ask her to date like if you're that worried like why like even even with uh you know it's funny you say so (laughs) i mean it's it's even with Ryder like getting the role getting to to play Danny Zuko, like, as long as you're actually dating her, like, none of that should mean anything, and yes, like, they're teenagers, so, like, you know, the jealousy and the immaturity is always gonna seep in, but I would think that that would be the first step to, like, getting the two of them together, just ask her out, like, she literally asks you out, immediately after you broke up with Kitty in the last episode, she asks you, do you wanna hang out, and you're like, oh, no, there's something I have to do, bitch, what do you have to do? What do you have to do?
1: Just say yes! <laughs> so weird. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, funny you should say so because we're going to get to dynamic duets and Jake is going to ask Marley on a date. Uh, so finally, but he gets interrupted by, of course, Ryder, who is going to say, well, Marley actually already agreed to come watch my football game, uh, you know, coming up. And uh, we get into another fight. Jake is getting into fights left and right here. He's got the, the Puckerman jeans, so no surprises there. But yeah, he gets into another fight with uh, with Ryder there. They get broken up by Finn, uh, who is going to end up pairing them together for a, uh, for a duet there as dynamic duet. Is the episode. Uh, They perform Superman together, both of them using that performance to try to, you know, kind of woo Marley over. It doesn't really work too well because it ends in another fight uh, because these two are just immature teenage boys that can't uh, solve anything without, you know, getting physical. So uh, that's that. But then, you know, the the friendship is eventually going to start to grow between them as time goes on because they obviously have this common uh, interest in Marley but they also like just spend more time together and kind of get to know each other a little bit more and become a lot less of like the adversarial uh, pair that it seemed they were early on I mean even as early as this episode where they're in the locker room together Finn also gave them an assignment to like you know expose like what their kryptonite is as as superheroes and Jake gives Ryder a letter and he's like this is mine like I I wrote it down for you and Ryder's like no be a man and say it to my face and tell me what it is." is and jake's like okay i'll tell you what it is uh his what he says is that you know he's half black half white half jewish he's like i've never felt like i <laughs> fit in anywhere uh, i'm constantly being reminded for it yes like the three halves of of, of a person's uh, being there um <laughs> So he's like, I I don't fit in anywhere. There's nothing, you know. That's that's just what I've always felt. That's my insecurity. And Ryder is gonna bounce back onto Jake and say, well, the reason I made you say that to me and not read it is because, and uh, not me read it is because I can't read. I'm, you know. We we find out here about Ryder being dyslexic, which Jake is gonna be uh, try to be a good friend and try to get him some help for it.
2: Yeah, uh, really really cool of Jake to do this once again. This is why he's
1: Gryffindor, bitch.
2: Um. <laughs> he's uh you know he, obviously the two of them have had the differences and obviously the two of them are interested in the same girl so everything within a uh a teenage boy would be like no fuck that guy but there's this moment of vulnerability with Ryder, where it's like i i, I could not read your note that's why i, I didn't like and it, that that's like it's like a very chilling moment for jake because it's like oh wow like i hate this guy but damn like i don't hate him that much you like, know
1: yeah, he's he's not awful. Like and especially like when and when you open up to somebody, when you, you know, like find out something like this, like somebody's secret, somebody that something that you keep inside, it's like, you know, you get to see more rather than just like what you thought you knew about them or whatever. And Jake is like, you know, especially these two being such young guys, like I don't know, they're ha- it's like it's such an a mature moment that you don't expect to see coming.
2: Yeah, good for good for um for Finn because Finn is the reason why any of this is really happening. Um and he was able to see I mean cuz he's he's had his issues with the Puckerman as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was like let me just get these guys together and see how we can uh how we can work this thing out and it worked because Jake is going to eventually um let it slip to Finn what's going on with Ryder and Ryder's going to get the help that he needs from um from this uh specialized tutor. And yeah, that's all that's all because of Jake. So, you know, mm-hmm. really really kind deep down very misguided most of the time but you know i uh, not like i feel like 90% of the time jake will always make the right choice right so
1: yeah uh speaking of making good choices later on in this episode he continues to uh to be standing up for for millie rose anytime that he you know comes by those bullies uh did you are they the nameless they're not nameless assholes are they they are the nameless yeah they're assholes.
2: the nameless assholes yeah
1: Those are the two nameless assholes who do have names, but I deleted them every time in the notes that I was taking for this to make sure that I didn't call them by their names accidentally. Um, So he comes to Millie again later in this episode, tells her she's looking great. It's like, yeah, Hey, you're looking like you lost uh, some weight. She's so blushing. She's, she loves Jake. She thinks that it's so great. You know, anytime that he stops by, she gets to talk to him. And uh, she even makes a comment uh, that I'm sure Marley wouldn't have been too happy about. Uh, She's like, Oh, Marley doesn't stop talking about you. And Jake is like, yeah, that's nice, but, you know, I blew my chance with her. And Millie says, no, nah, you know, it's never too late to, to try to fix things. Uh, and as this is all going on, the assholes are going to come up and bully Millie some more. Jake is going to, of course, almost get into another fight with them. But Ryder and the superheroes end up showing up, coming to Jake's defense in a very, <laughs> very uh, <laughs> cringeworthy way as they all show up there to, uh, to take down the football team in case they were going to get physical again. So uh, yeah, they Yeah, Becky up. was
2: ready to stab with a spork. She was ready, she was prepared.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't want to end up on the opposite side of Becky without a spork. <laughs> let alone Becky with a spork.
2: Yeah, I mean, you but, know, yeah. What goes around comes around, Jake helps Ryder out, Ryder's gonna help Jake out, and it's uh, the beginning of a really of a really cool romance.
1: Yeah, Ryder ends up canceling his plans with Marley because of the new tutoring that he has going on. And Kitty, being the bitch that she is, is going to go to Marley and try to get in her head saying, you know, Ryder's probably lying. Like, you should take control of the situation. So Marley does. And she's going to rush over to Jake, ask him on a date. And now we have uh, Marley and Jake potentially back together. Uh, But in this episode here, Dynamic Duets is uh, Jake's first gold stars from us, as both of us uh, gave Jake the gold star for... Everything, everything in this episode is, is pretty good. As, you know, he's he's being uh, awesome with with the Millie Rose of it all, uh, standing up to the bullies time and time again, so finally got rewarded for that. Uh, the way that he does everything with Ryder by, you know, things were obviously tense between them, but as soon as he found out that there was something about Ryder that maybe he could help with, he went around and uh, found Finn, found Ryder some help, and Ryder's now getting tutoring to help with this issue. So uh, definitely worth those two gold stars. definitely. Definitely
2: definitely worth the two gold stars. Um I mean it is a little just a little slimy that he agrees to go on a date with Marley, but it's really not his fault. Like Marley was the one that asked him. So it is not like Ryder and her were like an official item, so of course he's going to take his chance to go out with her <laughs> if she asks. Um and that's going to sort of like bleed into the plot line for uh the Thanksgiving episode. Um this is when all the alumni come Well not all the alumni But most of the alumni come back The trouble it
0: might drag you down If you get lost you can always be found Just know, Just know you're, you're not alone <laughs> No, you're not alone So I'm gonna God. be
1: me off
2: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah all of that happens (laughs) um he's gonna okay so jake is gonna let Ryder know what's going on he's like look we've been going on a few dates I, i i i don't want this to be an issue with us like if it's gonna be if this is gonna make us you know not be cool with each other again i'd rather just end it but i promise you i i'm not gonna hurt her i'm really trying my best to be a good be a good guy and to treat her right, and I swear, like, I will I will do right by her. And if not, then you can swoop in and work your devilish writer charm and take her from me. So they're trying to, like, reach a, uh, reach some sort of, like, uh, reconciliation here. But there's one other thing here as well. They have to figure out who is going to have the dance solo with Britney for the sectionals number they're doing Gangnam Style. And obviously we know that Jake can dance. He even admits that he's classically trained in ballet. Um, and Ryder also wants to dance solo, but he doesn't want Jake to have everything. So he's like, OK, well, can you at least help me get this this dance routine down? And can you like sort of like dumb yourself down? So Jake is like, you know what? Since you're being so cool with, about me and Marley, that's totally fine. I will hide my true abilities, and I will help you get this as much as possible. So he is going to assist him, and he's also going to dumb himself down during the audition and uh Ryder's going to be able to to win out fair and well not fair and square but he'll he'll get the uh the dance solo for for
1: sectionals. So
2: yeah, you know Jake um, trying it,
1: to do his buddy a solid. Jake's going to do his buddy a solid. It's uh it's it's that's what he's hoping to do. Uh it's obviously not going to quite end that way because as the episode goes on and uh they kind of have a hard time, you know, because Jake is going to end up right r- giving Ryder some advice here and trying to help him out. Uh, Ryder's like, uh, you're actually much better than me at this. Uh, so there's uh, there's a problem there. I want to win sectionals. I think we have to go out and uh, have you do it. You know, it's, I appreciate what you were doing for me, but uh, you're much better than I am. So Jake ends up going out there and getting that performance. But um, the fun part for me throughout this whole episode is obviously everything with Quinn. Uh, Quinn and Kitty. And like, it's just a mess with all the alumni back. And um, well, it's, it's not necessarily fun because what's going on behind the scenes is everything with Marley and how she is uh, you know obviously not eating and uh, you know making herself throw up and all this kind of stuff that leads to what happens at sectionals Mm -hmm. but uh, Kitty is all all the while you know she's doing this in the first place to Marley and she's being all you know manipulative not just to Marley but also to Quinn and then Quinn has that confrontation in the hallway with uh, Puck and Jake Uh, like tell him to stay away from Marley she is ruining her life and uh, it's just like you and me when you try to ruin and everything for me (laughs) here's crazy quinn again so uh that's at least uh, a bit of fun in this episode which otherwise is kind of like eh, you know with the whole marley passing out so
2: yeah and uh jake like jake is trying to like um have a conversation with marley about that because he does realize that she hasn't been going to lunch with him recently and of course we know it's because marley is trying to um cut down on on food because Kitty is being a complete bitch to her. But she's gonna lie and just say that, you know, she's just been, you know, working on other things and practicing for for sectionals. Um and Ryder is able to deduce this. So there's still like this like level of tension between Jake and Ryder because like Ryder is able to sort of like see through that and like understand that Marley is obviously hiding something, but Jake doesn't quite get that yet so it's like oh like I said I'd be cool about you dating Marley but you also don't really seem to understand what's going on and so it's um it's like this really really weird dance between the two of them
1: right it's 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 obviously like an, another way of showing Jake in a good light of being like he's he's trying to be there for her in the same way he was trying to be there for Jake uh, not Jake for Ryder. uh You know, he's he's got this good side to him that as much as we want to paint him with the uh, the negative brush, essentially, as we've talked about when we when we sorted him, it's like the the downside to this guy is he sucks at relationships. He sucks at, uh you know, uh not even necessarily that he just he's just he's a young guy that wants to be like having sex like that's that's really it like he wants to he wants to have way more sex than he has right now right like that's the ultimate uh, story for him that uh that that is like what causes everything to go south for him for the majority of of uh the time that he's you know with marley and then the cheating stuff that's gonna later happen other than that like everything else that we see of him is you know leads us to believe that he actually is a good guy so i don't know it's uh it's it's a tough Decision to make of uh, you know whether or not he is actually good or not, and we landed him in Gryffindor, so we're going to go with him being good. So there's that decision made. He's chaotic um, but good. yeah, chaotic good. Uh, we move into uh, the holiday time. Uh, well, this is already the holiday time. It was Thanksgiving, but time for uh, Hanukkah, of course, as uh, the half Jewish Jake Puckerman, and is, is, so is Puck full Jewish? I don't remember. Is he I also half
2: Jewish, I think he's full Jewish. I think I think his mom is also Jewish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because I'm like back in the, season one, his mom is like telling him,
1: "Puck, you need to find a
2: nice Jewish girl."
1: Right. 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 So uh, Puck and Jake are gonna take a trip out to L. A. And of course, they arrive there. They head over to Paramount Studios, and they give us that good old performance of Hanukkah, Oh Hanukkah. Uh, you know that I enjoyed that one, and uh, it's of course gonna come up in the countdown. We'll see how high it goes compared to where it was on Puck's list. But uh, Puck is going to. <laughs> Puck's going to end up bringing Jake back to his uh, his house. I'm making air quotes that you can't see right now. But uh, it's obviously not his house because it's very awkward as Jake finds out really quickly as the homeowner shows up. This is not so what Puck is So this living. is Puck's what happened in
2: season one when we saw April Rhodes coming out of the shower with Puck. She wasn't doing anything with him. She was just teaching him how to squat successfully in a house. I've cracked the code. That's what she did.
1: <laughs> That's what they did in the shower. They just sat down at a table and they had a nice discussion of what About it's squatting. like to mm-hmm. to do to, to do squatting. I mean, uh, that could yeah okay. Um, was, <laughs> like squatting happened, but okay um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh so, wow. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where we are. I don't know where we're going with this. But yeah. Uh, wow, man. <laughs> Jake and Puck are gonna head back to Lima as they're going to go home for the holidays, go actually home for the holidays, not to this fake home. And uh, they're going to have a nice family dinner at Breadsticks, which totally goes over well right off the bat. Definitely no problems here between uh, Puck's mom and uh, Jake's mom. But, I mean, as... As it goes on, obviously, we're going to see that they uh, really are able to kind of bring their their moms together over the mutual hatred of their dad, who is obviously the enemy here. He left them both behind. He left them both to situations that were not uh, too ideal in uh, to say the least. So uh, that really bonds them and ends up having them have a nice dinner. And Puck's going to stay here in Lima and watch over his mom and Jake.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we I've talked at nauseam about how season four's Christmas episode is, like, the best of all of them. I love this so much, especially this scene. I, it's really, really quick, and I feel like it's—I don't know if it's totally earned. Like, I don't know if, like, you're going to be able to have these two women who have spent much of their, of their you know, time as mothers, like— Hating the other one, I don't know if you're gonna be able to bring them together in just one night at breadsticks. Like I don't know, like what, something in the food. Like is it just like a love drug in the breadsticks. Like because I think so. I don't know. It just it just seems like you would need much more than that. But I do appreciate the story for what it is and how the two of them are able to like smack some sense into their moms. Like it's not y'all. Like y'all. Like it, it, he's the problem. Our dad is the problem. He screwed us all over. I have a brother that I haven't been even been able to even see because you guys are having issues with the other person and it's like blame him and then they all sit and have dinner and then puck and jake sing have yourself a merry little christmas with with sam and britney and it's just like so cute and just yeah i love this i love this so much good for jake yeah it's adorable got a it's great it's cute
1: yeah it's, it's adorable it's great it's cute at all now that they're uh coming together here in this way But uh, the way that they're going to continue on after this uh, family gathering here is uh, not the most ideal uh, setup here, as they're going to have to figure out a way to get Kitty off of uh, Jake's back with the whole Sadie Hawkins of it all. And Puck is going to be like, well, now that I'm home, you know, I'm keeping an eye on you. I'll take care of this.
2: Yeah, so uh, Kitty knows that Jake wants to, to, to fuck (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, kitty all, that's also all he wants, knows right he wants to
1: be kind and and to fuck that's all he wants
2: kitty also knows that marley <laughs> does not want to fuck um so kitty's like all right well how about i offer jake some fucking to fuck. <laughs> and so, um she's gonna try and seduce him into doing it which is going to be very testing for jake obviously because hormonal teenage boy Um, but he really doesn't want to screw things up. So, yes, as Matt said, he's going to enlist his older brother to help him get uh, Kitty off his back, and that means to Puck, all right, well, let me just ask Kitty out. Let me just ask my overage ass, like my 18-, 19-year-old ass, probably 19 at this point, uh, and just ask this sophomore out on a date. And so, yeah, they go to Sadie Hawkins together and leave Jake and Marley able to... You know, have fun dancing offbeat at the dance alone. <laughs> Not offbeat. <unhindered. laughs>
1: but yeah, I mean, as uh, I, I guess this is kind of like the beginning of this storyline for them where it's really going to be like, you know, Jake and Marley are, are really, you know, into each other. They've been, you know, playing, uh, kind of flirting this line of being together for a while now. But uh, obviously this is something about Jake that he is, you know that's important to him as it is for, for, for many couples, you know, I don't know why it's focused. So, I mean, no, I do know why it's focused so much on him. It makes it seem like he's the one who just wants nothing but sex. It's pretty much just because of the fact that, you know, Marley is not ready for it just yet. So it makes it seem a lot more, you know, dramatic on Jakeson than it would for any other couple, like, you know, Finn and Rachel or, or Quinn or whoever else it is from like the earlier seasons that, you know, all these couples that are, you know, that are ready to do it. And, you know, they have already had their first time. So it's not as big of a deal when it, you know, happens more often, you know, you don't think about it much, but with these two couples, obviously they're on total opposite ends of things. So, uh, Marley does tell Jake at this dance, she, she really likes him, but she wants to take things slow. She wants them to be exclusive. And, you know, Jake, if you're not okay with all of this, then I guess I I, I can't be with you. I, I do want to, but, uh, you know, these are the conditions that I, I, I have to set. This is, you know, me respecting myself and where I'm at right now. And he says, that's fine. You know, he doesn't want to be with anybody else. So he's willing to, uh, slow things down and just, you know, take the ride with her. So, you know, Sure. Nice. It's, uh, him, you know, being, being a nice guy again. So there's that. Uh, we're going to go on to naked at the next episode, which is what he wants to be with Marley, but he's not going to be, uh, he's going to, uh, pose in the men of McKinley calendar. And, uh, we also get Jake and Marley's first kiss, which, you know, should have come before they had sex. Right. So, um, they're going to perform together a thousand years. Jake is, uh, they're going to share the kiss afterwards. He tells her that, uh, you know, he, he can tell that she wants to tell him something, you know, something along the lines of like, why love you? But she won't say it, you know? Uh, so Jake is going to admit to Ryder that he's in love with Marley. Uh, Jake is going to be encouraged by Ryder to tell her, uh, he's like, just if you love her, say it. Like, what's the, what's the big deal here? What's the holdup? So he does. He tries. He sings Let Me Love You to Her, which obviously one of Jake's best performances. Can't wait to talk about it. Um, and it's, you know, a very touching song. But then by the end of it, you, know, you have Ryder being the clown in the background. So is there anything you would like to say to Marley? That was such a beautiful song. And Jake's like, actually, I think I said it all in the song. So, yeah.
2: Is there anything you want to say to Marley, Jake? And then after you say it, is there anything that you want to do with Marley afterwards? Are you guys gonna like go somewhere and like have dinner? And then after dinner, you're gonna go home and then do something, anything? <laughs> <It's> so awkward. <laughs> Ryder is the worst wingman possible, the absolute worst. But yeah, this is a big step for the two of for the for the two of them. More so for Marley because Marley seems to be the one that has is more tied up. But. Uh, Yeah, they admit their love for one another, and it seems like everything is going by swimmingly. They share a kiss, they profess their love, and they lived happily ever after. Or so we think. The end. The end. Yes.
1: Yep. So that's, that's nice. Uh, it's all going well uh, for, for them. You know, they, even if they don't say it right away, obviously the feelings are there. Marley's going to get her calendar signed by Jake, which, you know, all the ma- the men in McKinley calendars that are going out there. Jake writes inside of it. I love you. And she says it back to him. So we've said the L word. Uh, Jake is going to get your gold star here in this episode. I don't even know if I flagged it up, but I gave him mine in Thanksgiving. So uh, this is the end of the Jake gold stars. But he gets them pretty, you know, pretty, uh, you know, close together here. Uh, yeah, his he four gold stars that he gets in the series. Oh, wow. He gets it in early. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Wow, wow, well, wow. Well. Yeah, so his four gold stars are in the books there uh, after that, and uh, then we're going to go on to uh, some more awkwardness between the two of them as we get to the wedding, and uh, it's valid. Yeah, the they're
2: day getting week. married! Yay! No, they're not getting married. Uh, Will and Schuster are, are getting married. Or Will and, Will Schuster. and Schuster. Will and Emma <laughs> are getting married, but they're not They're not getting married either, so... <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> no, nobody's getting married.
2: No one gets married in this, in this wedding episode. Uh... Marley is going to give Jake an early Valentine's Day gift, um, and this is going to prompt Jake like, "Oh shit! Like I didn't get you anything. I have no idea what you get, what to get you." And Ryder is going to be the one that sort of helps him come up with a few ideas, um, which Marley's is going to be able to be able to deduce afterwards. Um, but uh, Jake is feeling at this point like, "Okay, we're we're exchanging gifts. We've exchanged a kiss. We are." obviously in love with each other I really feel like this might be the time where we take it one step further and go all the way he confides um this thought process to Ryder and Ryder's like I don't think she's ready for that bro which I'm like how the fuck do you know what she's ready for Ryder like get the hell out of here like who are you like are you her dad like ew um uh but Jake is like no like look I, I told you that I would do this the right way take things slow I promised I wouldn't hurt her and I haven't And I just feel like at this point, I feel like we're we're in a really good spot for this to happen. Um, So Ryder is still kind of you know mm, he's not he's kind of apprehensive about this. He does assist Jake with all the gifts. Um, Towards the end, he's like, do you think don't you think that maybe one of these gifts should be coming from you and not from me? And he's like, no, all my all my ideas suck. Just help me out with this so I can get to the end. They do go to the wedding. They do go to the reception. Um And they are one of the couples That's involved in this We'll have What is the song called We'll have tonight We'll have tomorrow Whatever well, We've got tonight There it is We've got um, tonight <laughs> We'll and... have tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> And um, They do get a room At the hotel But Nothing happens Because Marley's just not ready for it But Jake is really Really understanding of that. He's like you know it's fine It's fine Let's just go back out And you know, yeah,
1: dance. Yeah, um, it's it's you know nice to see a, yet again another nice Jake Puckerman moments. If we were tallying you know along the way here and counting like asshole moments versus nice moments, the the nice count column is like filling up. Uh, Very quickly uh, compared to the other side of things. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, we see that sequence of all of the couples, even Artie and Betty, who just met tonight, uh, but are both down for it. So they all get their hotel rooms and they all have a good time. Quinn and Santana. uh, What an episode. What a time. But Jake and Marley are not ready for it yet. Specifically Marley. And that's fine. You know, there's there's no. Uh, just because we're on a teen show, just because we're having all these other kids that are just fucking like bunnies, like doesn't mean that Marley needs to do as well. Like uh, it's, you know, it's always been okay. It's not, I don't think anyone has ever watched that being like, oh wow, like she should have been like, you know, he was so nice to her. She should have like done it sooner or whatever. Um, So, you know, that's just the storyline that's still going there. I don't know if that's, you know, maybe another cause in what's made it a little bit boring because you're still kind of waiting for like the Like, like you you're waiting for them to take the next step in their relationship. And since it takes so long for them to get there, I don't know if maybe that has something to do with why we we're like, wow, there's nothing happening here for so long. Uh, You know, obviously uh, totally possible that that is the case. But either way, um, Jake is going to later in the next episode admit to Marley that, you know, none of those ideas were his own and uh, he doesn't mind that, you know. That they didn't do it that night. That's fine. Uh, we end up getting Unchained Melody in the next episode here, where Jake is going to sing it to Marley. But uh, something has happened over here in uh, in this time frame since you know since the wedding and all of that. Because uh, Marley's feeling a little guilty at the, uh, during this song. She ends up you know hearing Jake sing it to her, but then she's picturing Ryder there instead singing it to her as they're you know spinning the pottery wheel in that classroom. Uh, and by the end of the song, Jake is going to go in for the kiss just a you know just a kiss with his girlfriend she's gonna stop him and confess that she's let Ryder kiss her and jake is obviously not very happy with that uh he runs out of the room she's like no jake don't go like we have to talk about this and he is (laughs) not not down to stick around no don't go (laughs) poor mary sue is uh lonely now
2: um yeah this sucks this sucks for jake i mean here's the thing you should always be a kind gentleman right But obviously, this seemed to be something that Jake was really, really trying to do for her. Like, he was trying to, you know, change a lot of his ways and break some of those really bad habits that he'd had and be as honest as possible with her. And then all of that blows up in his face because she's out here kissing Ryder. And so it's, like, betrayal on her part. And it's betrayal on Ryder's part because it's like, bro, like, we had a conversation about this. You said that you would back off as long as I treated her right. And I've been treating her right. Like, sure, yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't the best idea for me to use you for all the gifts for Valentine's Day. But that's not like, like, come on. And so it's just, it's a really, really shitty position to be in because you feel like two people that you've considered friends and that you're close with have conspired against you. They're con- con- some conspiring bitches.
1: Yeah. In the next episode after that, she's going to end up apologizing to him for what happened and they make up and it's all fine. So, you know, it's just it ends up becoming just, you know, the whole ping pong match of like, are they okay? Are they not okay? Uh, She's going to end up saying that, you know, she does forgive Ryder for the fact that he did that. Jake is like, why would you do that? Why would you forgive him? Like, why are we going to be cool with him now? She's like, you have nothing to be worried about, right? Like, I I like you. You like me. We we've already said we love each other. Like we've, uh, you know, like things have been going well. Uh, Obviously, there was a little bit of a hiccup here, but. You have nothing to be worrying about. And the whole time that this is happening anyway, Ryder is becoming a huge dick on the side because uh, everything is happening with Unique or with with, with Katie uh, is obviously getting started soon. So, uh, you know, Ryder is like at this current time doing the whole thing where, I mean, we, we also talked about this then. We'll talk about it when we talk about Ryder, about how he is, you know, being... Uh, not accepting of who Unique is, uh, whether or not he gets it or doesn't get it. Not the point. Everyone's telling him that you're being a jerk. Um, and by the end of this episode, uh, Ryder is going to try to reconcile with everybody, with Jake and Marley and Unique and Kitty and be like, I'm sorry for everything that's been going on lately. I've been being a jerk. Uh, we have to stick together. Regionals is coming around. Next year, Glee Club is going to be ours. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. So uh, Jake and Marley doing well. Ryder being a dick. But... Who's to be surprised? Uh, I guess the next uh, big thing for Jake specifically is uh, in Guilty Pleasures, as Jake is going to have himself quite the episode.
2: Guilty Pleasures. Um, Jake loves some Chris Brown. He just loves Chris Brown. He likes some of his songs. He Also, Chris Brown is a dancer. Jake is a dancer, so I'm sure he sees himself in that. But this is going to create a lot of controversy with the rest of the Glee Club, especially the women, because, you know, Chris Brown is known to have beat. Women before. Um, so it's a really, really uh, touchy subject between him and Marley. And he's like, he's saying, like, look, I don't condone anything that Chris Brown has done, but I do like his music. Like if we're separating the two, objectively speaking, he has some hits and that's great. Um, and Marley's like, mm, no, like, like because how far are you gonna go? there? like we could say that with anybody. Like, sure, there are a lot of bad people that are great at certain things, but does that mean that we should celebrate them because they're bad people? Um, but Jake, uh, he was going to perform a Chris Brown song, but because of all of that, he was like, you know what? Well, then I'll just go to another controversial figure. And <laughs> who did he choose? Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, bitch. Okay, so you went from the woman beater to the person that is known for getting Whitney Houston hooked on drugs that are ultimately going to claim her life. Like,
1: it's just like, okay. Yeah. He, he's
2: just, uh, he can't win for losing.
1: yeah and you know this uh this will obviously put into the asshole column for jake uh to add another tally over there and you know everybody's pretty mad at him all the girls in the glee club are all like what is wrong with you why are you why are you doing this why are you saying all of this like keep this one to yourself they're like bobby brown's still not somebody to be singing their songs so uh you are just striking out left and right this week he's going to apologize to them by the end of the episode and you know it seems to be you know well-received, but, uh, just, you know, a a little blip on the radar here for, for Jake as, you know, things were going so well. And then he's like, oh yeah, I love Chris Brown and Bobby Brown too. Uh, I'm going to sing his song this week. So there's that, (laughs) but, uh, it's not going to be, you know, the, uh, the end of the season just yet, as we continue on into shooting star, um, which is, you know, an episode of glee that took place and was aired. Um, uh, Ryder's having the Katie thing that is happening. Uh, he has some sneaking suspicions that it's Marley and Jake that are doing this to him. So, uh, you know, that would would have sucked if it was uh, two people that you felt close to. But Jake and Marley would not have done that. Uh, Jake is, uh, you know, in this episode, he uh, has that tearful message to his mom and to Puck telling them that he loves them when Artie's doing the videotape for, uh, you know, thinking that they may not get out of their live um, so you know that's going on there we move on to wonderful at uh, you know pretty much towards the end of the season not much left uh, as far as Jake goes but we do have a little bit here in this episode Mike and Mercedes are back uh, in the school and they're actually going to approach Jake uh, specifically offering him the chance to be one of the featured dancers in her music video Mercedes uh, that is uh, Mike is and Mercedes are telling him that he's a triple threat is an amaz- amazing singer some sick dance moves and uh, he is sexy as hell as Mercedes says and uh, the audience nods in agreement. So uh, they think he's the secret weapon. They think that he needs to be a leader going into to regionals. Uh, he's got to, you know, he's got to be the, the shining star because he's got this hidden talent that he doesn't really, you know, expose too much uh, at all times, but he's got it and they, you know, he's got to use it and he's also going to get to be in the video. So that's pretty cool. But yeah. And then we get, I wish with uh, Mike and Jake.
2: Yeah. Um, Mercedes coming in and putting a little uh, spotlight on Jake here. It's really, really cool. And, Jake is, like, I love Jake's uh, face whenever Mercedes, like, is showering him in all these compliments because he he doesn't necessarily get complimented on any, like, on dancing, at least, because he doesn't really show it too much. So it's, like, it's really, really, it's, like, a, it's like a moment of growth that I see for him. Because, like, at the beginning of the season, he's, you know, trying to hide all of that stuff. And at the end of it, he's, like, oh, yeah, I, I am kind of sexy, huh? I do kind of sing and I dance. Yes. And tell me more. <laughs> like, so. It's, like, yes, Jake, you better fucking feel yourself. Um, yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. We don't. Yeah, you're right. We don't really get a lot from Jake towards the end of the season. He kind of like tapers off as we begin to focus a little bit more on the Rachel Berry of it all. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, this is this is really cool because we've seen him all year, really um, just learn a lot about himself, learn a lot about friendship, learn about a lot about relationships, and it seems like things are on the up and up because of the fact that he's been so cool for this season.
0: Cool boy, play
1: cool. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's had a you know a, a rock and roller coaster of a season there. Uh, it's it's been all over the place, and now you know he's just finishing a, on a relatively good note. Him and Marley, you know, sticking together here towards the end. They go off to regionals. They win at regionals, and everybody's all happy. So uh, you know, not as as we mentioned uh, a couple times already now, uh, not much about him here at the end. It's about a couple of other characters more specifically. But uh, season five is gonna roll around, and uh, of course Jake is still around as the Glee Club is going to have at least least a half a season in them before we're going to lose them for the New York era. Uh, Jacob Artist, along with some of the other kids, promoted to a series regular, which is crazy that they were that whole time in season four where they were like, you know, big players in the game, in in the story, and they were only, you know, recurring cast members. They weren't even, you know, whatever that bigger salary is for a series regular on the show. Uh, But he finally is now. The first three episodes of the season, not much going on on his end. It's obviously the Beatles tributes, which a lot more to do with like Blaine and Kurt and the New York crew and whatever else, uh, and, and prom, and then episode three is of course the quarterback, but once we get into episode four of season five, a Katie or a Gaga, we're really going to pick things back up as we start to begin the end stretch of the uh, run for these younger kids, so uh, Jake and Marley, time to spice up their relationship Marley is a Katie, Jake's a Gaga and that's where things are going to really kind of break off into, uh, into some chaos for them
2: <laughs> apart from the fact that Jake um, is dressed up as a gay Thundercat for a little bit of this uh, of this episode. Um, this is the beginning of the end for their happy moment in paradise because um, this is all going to be about Marley feeling like she has to change herself because maybe she's not as edgy as she would like to be. Maybe she's too Katy Perry and not enough Gaga and maybe that's not everything that Jake would want. And so... She's feeling very, very insecure in who she is. Um, and maybe if Jake really wants to go and fuck with Lady Gaga, well, then go find yourself a little Lady Gaga. We're going to see them get into a fight. Um, because Jake feels like he's being being so cool. He's been he's been a Katie. He's been a Katie with you for like a year now. Well, not, not a year. You, you, you would think it was a year. But this is the weird part of Glee where it's the same school right. year. Um, but... Uh, Marley's not about it and they're gonna get into this fight when they go home and Jake tries to make the next step and Marley's like well no I I can't do this and Jake goes like okay or Marley's like okay well then go be with the, the go be with those other girls then
1: go ahead go ahead and do it and that's what Jake does yeah because the whole time here we've had Bree who has been introduced to the show welcome Bree uh Bree's here breh. and uh she Brett's here and uh she obviously has her eyes on Jake she's gonna come up to him in the hallway while' Uh, Jake and Marley are together and saying, like, oh, like, I really could use your help with Cheerios choreography. Like, you're obviously really good. We could use your assistance. And Jake is like, no, this feels like a trap. And Marley's like, no, you should do it. Like, it's totally up your alley. You should 100% do it. And he's going to. He's like, all right, if, if you think I should, uh, you know, he's not really against going to spend time with all of the hot Cheerios and, you know, dancing alongside them. So if she gives the approval, then why not? We're going to do it. Uh, but then, you know, obviously she is only hurting herself here. She ends up like watching this rehearsal and, uh, sees him dancing with Brie and the Cheerios, and it's, you know, not making her the most happy. But uh, by the end of this episode, we're going to see after that whole Jake and Marley fight that you were just talking about, uh, Brie and Jake are in the dance studio, and she asks him, so, like, you know, he's obviously in a strange mood. He's uh, not happy with what's going on with Marley. She's like, so you want to go somewhere private and, you know? whatever and Jake says sure and he follows her out and next thing you know we uh, are led to believe that Jake and Bree hooked up under a tree it's like the
2: most unromantic thing possible 'Cause Bree's like, I wanna go and grab my jacket. I don't want to get any grass stains on my on my right, uniform. Right, right. It's like, ew, like, y'all yeah. could at least, y'all, couldn't, y'all couldn't go home or something. Like y'all just had to like make <laughs> this as dirty as possible.
1: Yeah, like they did literally go to Jake's house, right? Or was that was that Marley's house? No, I think Jake wanted Marley to come over his house, place. I don't know. Either way. Um definitely could have found a uh, a Better place than under a tree. But then we get that performance of uh, Rourke at the end of the episode there, and uh, it's awkward for Jake as he is, you know, in his uh, jungle speedo, and he looks out to the crowd. Marley, who has been recently suspended from Glee for the stunt that she pulled with the Katie or the Gaga, uh, she's suspended from Glee, because she's not up on the stage with her.
2: Like, girl, like, why would, she did not indeed
1: be suspended for that. Well, she was, (laughs) and she's got Brie right by her side as they're both watching the performance, so a little, little awkward Jake. Uh, We're going to move on. We're going to see Bree making out with Jake in the next episode in the bathroom, which is just kind of like, okay, cool. Uh, Bree's going to end up telling Marley uh, in the hallway that Uh, She and Jake got it on uh, because, you know, she it's it's the it's the kitty. It's the Quinn not the Quinn. It's uh, like the kitty or the Santana of it all of like, you know, she did it and now she's going to go brag about it to the person who it will hurt the most. Uh, She tells Marley about it, about the little birthmark on his right hip and how whenever she, you know, whatever, Jake would just lose it. And Marley is very upset. She runs to Jake, who she demands to see the birthmark right now. Uh, He's like, what are you talking about? And he admits what happened. She is devastated. And, you know, as much as this relationship had been going so strong for so long, all of a sudden it just goes from like, like, it's over, really. Like, we're not going to see them together again. It's done. Uh, you know, it's not like, like Finn and Rachel where they get together and then if they have time apart, then they're, you know, supposed to be back together. Obviously, you know, things play out for them in a a different way after, you know, we get to season four, but like Jake and Marley, like they had been together. Like you would have expected, I would have expected that they would have been together by the time the show ended, but you know, they're like, all right, let's try something different. And they completely break them up. And like I said, not going to get back together. So, uh, we get that crying Marley running off and Jake apologizing. It's not doing anything though, by the end of, uh, the twerking episode.
2: Yeah, this is this is when she sings. Uh, no, never mind. That's not when. Wait, did she sing? Did she sing a uh, wrecking ball in this episode?
1: I think this is wrecking ball. Yeah, because it's the twerking episode, the Miley episode. So.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I just I just now put that together that that was why. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, he 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 fucked up here. I mean, he just he he let his his impatience get the best of him. Went ahead and got the, like the instant gratification with Bray. Regretted it immediately. Now he's trying to save face, and it's like Marley doesn't have any reason to believe that you wouldn't do this again because why would you do it in the first place? You know, I mean, it, yeah. it seemed like, and he had been known for this kind of behavior before, so like you're just confirming what people were already saying about you. So now I look like the idiot. And So this is just a really, really bad spot for for Jake. I mean, it just it's it's like it. I mean, as a an older adult, um. older young adult to me it's like really jake like you couldn't just you you really like why didn't you just masturbate like you really had to go and get (laughs) some like i just but if i'm trying to think with like a 16 year old brain maybe i understand but it's just like if you really really care for molly that much then why do it but Yeah. And it's
1: also the way that, you know, that it's been off these two seasons now, even though it is the same school year, like to us, it seems like now it's been so long. It's been so much time that he has been, you know, trying to wait for her and and whatever and try to, you know, be there for her because he he really does like her. He really is into her. He just also wants to have sex. He's a young kid, wants to do that. mm -hmm. Uh, But he like like you said like he doesn't resort to other options he's just going to end up going this route instead and it's like all right i mean as long as you understand that you're Ending your relationship with the person that you care about in order to do this, like it, it just it maybe it maybe it did make sense after all. Like I'm talking about how Jake and Marley could have been not Endgame, Endgame, but you know Endgame for where we saw them on the show. But maybe if they are in just two completely different places, if you know this is what Jake wants and Marley is just still not going to be ready for it, which again is fine. But maybe they just are not meant to be together right now. Maybe that's just you know what we're we're supposed to believe. And of course, it's not like we have Glee season uh, like six or seven to follow their relationship any further so you know you can kind of just make up the ending of your own maybe they are together to this day who knows but for now it's just uh it is what it is jake made his decision and that's it
2: that's it um he's gonna do his best to make it up to her in the next episode he fills her locker with a bunch of roses but she's not here for it um Ryder is going to also dig into him. He's like, like I, I I backed off. I did what you asked me to do as a bro to you. And then you go ahead and pull this. Like, this is crazy. But um, Ryder's going to go ahead and swoop in. And it's, it's just like the quickest turnaround ever because Ryder asks um, Marley out. And she's like, I just don't know. Like I, I just got out of the relationship with Jake. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. He sings one song and asks her again. And she says, yes. <laughs> yep is like okay yeah. which obviously is gonna piss Jake off to no end cause he storms out of the room afterwards yeah him
1: and his angsty uh, performance of my life there of like leave me alone and everybody like shut up Jake um, but yeah Ryder ends up winning her over and, and that goes uh, you know well for him not really for jake um we go on into puppet master where we see jake is uh, still helping the cheerios with their choreography uh, a little bit of a uh, you know i guess a little bit they were trying to throw to brie uh for Aaron Re- Aaron westbrook there uh, some character development uh brie is a little hurt that it seems like you know jake just wanted to do that with her and then you know didn't have any feelings at all for her and just kind of like left her to you know just Didn't check back up on or anything like that, which is, you know, the character that they had been telling us who Jake is all the time. But uh, when it came to Marley, he was never like that. And then he cheated. And now here we are. Uh, But anyway, so this is Puppet Master. I don't really have to remind everybody exactly how this episode goes with the weirdness of it all. But um, because, you know, I love it. And I know that half of y'all don't. Most of y'all don't. But uh, Jake is going to take his spot in the back corner of the choir room where uh, Blaine tells him about how uh, crazy it is back there with whatever's going on. Uh, this is where we get nasty Rhythm Nation, because Jake is going to wake up from this, or, or he's going to be in this strange uh, dream with all that gas coming towards him. And uh, Will tells him to choreograph a sick dance. Jake's like, yeah, I don't think so. None of you can keep up with my moves anyway. Be a waste of time. And Marley's going to retort with, like, you're not even that good. Like, le- relax. But he gets on with it. <laughs> and he, he is goes that good. <laughs> 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 he goes into that performance. And uh, we get Bree, we get Marley, we get all that. So... Uh, That is a whole lot of fun. Uh, But what's not fun is, of course, what comes next, as Bree's going to tell Jake, surprise, I'm with child, and it's yours.
2: That baby would just be so fucked up. Like, to know that you were conceived under the tree, just like, what does that do to to you as a person? Um, Yeah, Jake is is reverting into his just straight-up asshole-ness because... He fucked up with Marley. He feels really bad. He's feeling really sorry about himself. Marley doesn't want to forgive him. Now Ryder has swooped in and taken his girl. Like, it's just a really, really uh, shitty position to be in. And so he just feels like, he's just going to go for broke and just be an asshole. Um, And, I mean, I can't say that I feel sorry for the guy. I mean, you were the reason that all of this happened. It's your fault. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's kind of a wrap. Lucky
1: for him, Bree's not actually pregnant. So that's a good thing. Uh, Thank God. She's going to... Come around a couple, you know, a couple scenes later, and say, uh, "Actually, I'm not pregnant. I got my period." Jake is very relieved, and Bree's a little offended about how relieved he is. Uh, she's like, she's like. What is wrong with you? Like you know, y- you do realize that if you keep up these Playboy ways of yours, like you're going to eventually have a case where it's not, uh, you know, it, it actually is real. Uh, you're gonna have to deal with this for your whole life if you a- keep keep this up. And it's like, okay, Bri, I get I get you're upset, but like, I don't know, like uh, this is probably like yeah, one scare, she's one to good talk. Enough for, she
2: is one to talk. She can get the hell right out of like here.
1: that too. um she's like i feel sorry for whoever you do end up actually knocking up and jake's like excuse me like i'm gonna be a great dad especially you know him and puck both obviously have that in common of like you know i guess they've thought about this before of like they both want to be great dads because they did not have a great dad so he's obviously taking a particular offense to that but she's like no you stay away from me you're toxic
2: yeah i mean i mean he is being toxic right now but like i mean like i said before like it's Bree, like you also are engaged in this as well. Like you're not without a fault here.
1: So Mm -hmm. yeah, he's going to try to apologize to Marley at the end of the episode, try to get her back. Uh, He wants to be a better person, but she's like, yeah, I just don't feel the same way about you that I used to. So Uh, Sorry, but not really happening right now. Uh, And then, you know, going from that episode, it's episode seven of season five. And then you go all the way to City of Angels, which is episode 11. Really not much else happening there with Jake. But then when you get to, uh, you know, really time to wrap things up between the Jake, Marley, and Ryder of it all. Jake and, uh, or uh, shirtless Jake, that is, uh, off in the hotel room with Ryder are having that conversation about, uh, you know, what's going on at Nationals. And uh, they just kind of check in with each other for the first time in a while of, like, you know, the two of them being friends and, you know, everything with Marley. Jake tells Ryder he was really hurt about how quickly Ryder tried to date Marley after they had broken up. He's like, uh, you know, he's got to forgive him here. But, uh, you know, it's still, you know, was weighing on him for a while. So I guess their friendship obviously had been affected for a bit. Uh, and then the two of them are talking about how Marley is apparently quitting the Glee Club after Nationals. So that is happening there. And honestly, like we, we talked about this at the time, like this is it. This is the end. Uh, the New Directions get second place at Nationals. Glee is no more. The Glee kids are all going to be sent off to different schools after. After, uh, you know, it's time to say goodbye to them. So at the end of this school year, but that's it. They're done. It's like, it's a very abrupt ending. Uh, very, very messy because they didn't really care enough to make it a clean ending for these particular characters.
2: Yeah, they really didn't do much to uh, end them in a really nice, in a, in a nice way. Um, which is a bit of a bummer because you you do sort of like, Jake is one of the new kids that you get. You get, you um, invested in so for his story to yeah. not really have that much of a of an ending is really uh
1: yeah
2: but what are you gonna do
1: like i can't even remember what the last scene was between jake and uh, marley like i like obviously they're all together in some group scenes here throughout the uh, end of season five or the first half of season five but like as far as like their relationship goes it's like you know it's just we just know that they're not going to end up together so that's that's that um, you know, they, they end up, uh, just kind of taking a back seat as all the alumni are going to come back in episodes 100 and 101. He gets to do that dance with Valerie, uh, in Valerie with, uh, Santana, Brittany, and Mike. So there's some good Jake moments there before all is said and done. And then it's time for graduation, uh, where we get that final scene with all of the, uh, the, fr- the sophomores there, Jake, Kitty, Marley, Ryder, Unique. They finish cleaning up the choir room. They say their goodbyes to the Glee Club and share a big hug before they head over to the auditorium and watch all their friends graduate. So... It's time to uh, to close the book on the season four kids. And we're never going to see them again until I lived uh, where we see never someone again. see them again. They've been banished forever. Jake broke Marley's heart so much that Marley did not even want to come back in the year 2020 to sing. I lived.
2: <laughs> yeah, she uh, she just couldn't bear to be around him, which and yeah, yeah, fair plot twist Ryder and unique are now dating.
1: I was going to say Ryder and Jake are now dating, but we can do that. I mean I can see that too. There's definitely there's I,
2: I could see that. I could see a little uh, flirtation going on between the two of them.
1: Honestly, no, I can see Ryder growing up to be like the most avid Trump supporter. Um, who's he married to? He's married he's married to that girl, uh the the Katie, like the actual Katie. So he thinks he's living a happily ever after life, but he's an asshole and uh does not yeah. He's he's trying to write some music, he's trying to why are we doing this on Ryder on Jake's podcast? <laughs> Jake <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Jake's got in his future, but uh he's he's a very good looking guy. He's got, got good stuff ahead. Maybe him and Sam are gonna do some modeling together. Maybe. I do I now I really wanna know what his story ends up like. Uh well we'll have to write it.
2: Maybe we'll have to write it. We'll We've been talking to. about writing uh an episode of Glee for like, the longest time and still have not done it. Yeah.
1: Well there's that. There's uh there's Jake Puckerman. Uh final thoughts on Jake. Uh what do I have? I will say that obviously uh, I've I've Uh, Beat this over a million times. I like the character, like the actor a lot. Uh, Very much, you know, enjoyed the um, the development for at least this particular character and just like, you know, the way that you were able to see him at his highs and lows where it's not, you know, by, uh, by no means is he in like the top 10 of Glee characters, by no means is he maybe even in the top 15 of like, you know, of what their story was and how you were able to follow them along in their journey. It was a shorter story for, for all of the kids around this time. And, you know, when you look at like the people like Kitty or Unique, he's probably not even top, you know, top of the list for his class. But um, when you compare him to the Riders and the Marlies, I'll still put him above them. So um, I, you know, that's that's that. I'm excited to get to his songs that we're about to do because I do enjoy them a lot. But uh, final thoughts from you on the character.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's he showed a lot of growth. Um, They had like a really fully realized plot um, plot line for Jake's character in season four. We got to see his see him at his best see him at his worst, Um, just a really interesting dynamic character um, that ran the risk of falling into just being a Puck do-over, but no, they really went a different route with him, and that was a lot of fun to see, I I, I loved watching the way that he um, tried to treat Marley as they got closer, I loved the the bromance that he developed with with Ryder, Um, it was just really, really cool, and of course, I loved the relationship between him and his brother. I really wish that season 5 was kinder to him. He kind of becomes an afterthought after after we get into that season, but um he's still one of my favorite characters of the show. Um probably within my top 5 I would say. And that's kind of What? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Top 5 overall?
2: Yeah. I would say so. I don't believe it. He's probably number 5 if I no really way. think about it, but he's but he's definitely up there for me. Yeah. I I enjoy Jake. I really enjoy Jake. Brittany
1: Santana Mercedes. Like we're already at three. Kitty, you like Kitty more. You like uh, Quinn. I, I think you like. Do you like J- Jake more than Quinn? Yes. What? Okay, I'm gonna stop this before we. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna get some nasty messages. Oh, but that's fine. Bring the
2: bring the heat. I'm fine. I, I, that's fine. I just. I just. Oh, I know.
1: I uh, enjoy... Tina, You like Tina. You like Jake more than Tina. Yes. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> I think you're just sticking to this now because you already said it. <laughs>
2: No, I'm not. I did. I I mean, I I like a lot of the same characters that you like, but just because like it's about it's about quality over quantity. Just because we spend more time with some of these characters does not mean that I'm going to automatically rank them higher. You know what I mean? Like Quinn Quinn is great, but her character sucks towards the end. Like they they, it's it's trash. Like it's not good writing at all. So like I can't. And I while Jake does get swept under the rug in season five. I liked his entire arc in season four. I thought it was my last
1: one that I will throw at you. You're really gonna put Jake above Becky Jackson.
2: Mm, Is Becky in my top five though? I don't know if Becky's in my top five. I do love Becky, but I don't know if she's.
1: All right. Well, we can have this discussion another day. Maybe I've heard enough. Maybe
2: Becky. Maybe Becky would push him out. Maybe, but I. I mean, I had not really thought about it that hard. If (laughs) I. I know. But. All right. Maybe.
1: Um, Well, let's get into Jake's songs because there's a couple of them. Uh, There's a handful and I'm excited to talk about them. Uh, They're all good. So I don't know uh, how this is going to go with both of us, you know, reacting to where they place. Uh, So we are going to uh, get over to Jake's 13 songs. Let's get into those uh, right now. So we've got 13 Jake Puckerman songs to go through here, and uh, I'm, again, very excited. I am uh, a fan of Jacob Artist for a variety of reasons, but uh, I think he's got a good voice as much as we want to call him uh, out for the Kermit quality that uh, may be there, you know, may not be, whatever it is. Uh, I do like a lot of the songs that he is in, particularly some of the duets that he's in, but... Um, I'm excited to get into them. Do you have any uh, picks that stand out to you right off the bat of songs that you hope to see at the top, hope to see at the bottom? Well, I
2: feel like Nasty Rhythm Nation will be up there. I think Let Me Love You will be up there because of the emotion of it all. Those are the two that stand out the most to me. I wonder about Never Say Never because it's his first one. I feel like it's. I feel like it'll be up there. I feel like it, that's in top five.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting. All right. Well let's see let's uh get this thing started here as we go through jake's songs we'll go from number 13 all the way down to or all the way up i should say to number one um i don't know if you're going to like what landed at number 13 but let's let's play it let's find out Your touch. Are you
0: still my
1: Number 13 on the Jake Puckerman countdown. Like I said, I didn't think you were going to love that this one was all the way down here, but number 13, Unchained Melody with Ryder.
2: Marley is a two-time and hoe and doesn't deserve this. <laughs> hmm. Um, He sounds great. He sounds really great. Uh, He's got like some, some riffs and some runs in there that I didn't know that he was quite capable of. And the hermit quality to his voice is kind of a little, it's, it's kind of tempered here. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not happy that this is that low, but at the same time, I, under, I probably can understand why. I mean, it, it is a song that I forget happens until it does happen. So I feel like it's just, it just doesn't stand out, but it's a really solid performance. So I, I personally would not have ranked. it. Yeah. I, I can
1: agree that they both sound good on it. You know, Jake especially sounds good on it, but uh, I can, uh, I, I just, it's not memorable to me. It's not something that I uh, return to yeah. ever at all. So no surprise to see it here on the bottom of the countdown. So That's number 13, Unchained Melody with Jake, not Jake, with Ryder from episode 15. Uh, But let's move on here to number 12. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> Superman mm-hmm. with Jake and Ryder yet again, these two.
2: Yeah, I kind of used to skip this song um because that's before I the season 4 is the season that I have like most of the music from because I would download every episode's songs right after the episode would air. Um and I would often skip this. I have found a lot more appreciation for it during this rewatch, but not surprising that this is number 12. Can you look at your
1: screen for a second and look at Finn Hudson looking like a snack?
2: I don't see Finn. It's paused on sugar for me. Oh. It's paused on sugar, like ogling the two of them.
1: <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> never mind then. But uh either way, uh yeah, I this one's grown on me uh a lot. Uh not no okay, not a lot. It's grown on me a bit uh since revisiting it here, probably in this rewatch. Uh but it's uh it's it's okay. I can I can, you know, it's fine here at number twelve. So Yeah. It was uh premium Same spot for the uh, overall total here, as well as where the audience had it. Uh, Unchained Melody was actually uh, two spots higher for the audience, but it was actually our ratings that did not give it enough of a boost to put it up higher. So there's that. Um, Number 12, Superman, and here is number 11.
0: Like sweet morning dew I took one look at you And it was plain to see You were my destiny With arms open wide I threw away my pride I'll sacrifice for you Dedicate my life to you I will go where you lead Always there in time of need And when I lose my will You'll be there to push me up hill. No, no looking back for us. We got love show sure that you
1: you're all you're all I need to get by. You're all I need to get by from uh, episode 14, all about love there with Jake and Marley.
2: Yeah, this is really this is really sweet. I don't know how many gamers we have that listen to this podcast, but um I associate this song with like murder and bloodshed because (laughs) there's this game called Mafia um, that takes place uh, in like a New Orleans inspired type city in the 1960s, and as you're driving around killing people, the radio plays a lot of you know songs that came out during this time, and this song is always coming on, so I just associate
1: it with like (laughs) violence. But this is a cute duet. Yeah, uh, it's de- it's definitely cute between them with uh, all the Glee guys backing Jake up and all the red suits of it all. Like, it's cute.
2: Mm-hmm. They sound really good. I feel like this genre really suits uh, Jake's voice as well. Yeah. I feel like it sits well. A little, his...
1: little bit of Kermit there, but not, not a lot. Not a lot not a
2: lot it's just it's the first song it's never say never it's like all up it's like I am watching a fucking Muppets episode that's Stop. It's, like, it's crazy Stop.
1: oh my goodness all right there's uh there that was uh that was number eleven so let's move on into the top ten top ten Jake songs out of 13 so big deal here uh number ten <laughs> I think you said this last time, too, but it makes me excited for the holidays to play this and whatever else uh, from, from the Christmas album. So even if I don't love yes. the, uh, the episodes as, as much as you do, I do enjoy the songs. But Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, uh, here at number 10.
2: Yes, I love this song. Um, yeah, happy uh, happy, almost Kwan- Kwanzaa. Oh, my God. Kwanzaa. Happy almost Hanukkah. It's all of the Jewish listeners out there, it's your time to shine. It is a lot of fun. I just love the absurdity of it. They're like gallivanting through a a movie set in L.A. with stolen guitars singing Hanukkah. Hanukkah. It's just crazy. But Yeah. yeah, they sound great.
1: Once again, the audience uh, not really pulling through on this song. They are such haters for the Hanukkah song. Uh, I don't know why, but this was the same thing on the Puck Countdown where uh, I don't remember exactly where they had it there, but they had it at the bottom of their rankings here. Uh, we gave it a bit of a boost to get up to number 10 rather than down to 13 like the audience would have rather had it. Yeah, what you, what, what, what's wrong with y'all? You don't like the holidays? Screw y'all. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they had it at 13. Doesn't matter because it lands here officially at number 10. So Hanukkah, Oh Hanukkah, the duet with uh, his brother, half-brother, Noah Puckerman. Uh, there's that. Number nine. Let's keep on moving. Number nine.
0: When I was a little nappy-headed boy Then my only worry Was for Christmas what would be my toy ¡Suscríbete
1: Uh, speaking of I Wish, I wish that Glee uh, or the the wiki page for Jake also had a list of his dances in the same way that Mike's does. When we did Mike's uh, podcast, we went through his dances, but uh, they had like a full list to kind of go through. I wasn't about to sit here and rewatch every single Jake Puckerman dance performance to pick out a couple. But, uh, you know, Jake in this performance, we highlighted it with Mike's podcast. Uh, so Jake, I Wish lands here at number nine. My dad
2: is such a big fan of this song. He's such a big fan of this um, album. So I've heard this song countless, countless, countless times. Um, it's a very popular Stevie Wonder song. So mm-hmm. not surprised that this is a little closer towards the top, but not quite Thursdays. at the top. Um, he sounds really good. Really, really good. He he does sound great. It would be even more impressive if he was actually singing while he was dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But clearly, this choreography is a little bit too intricate for him to have been doing that successfully. But it's a great, fun number, nonetheless.
1: This is is growing on me. Maybe it's because we've now listened to it twice in the past week, uh, uh, performing, recording these two podcasts. But I can see it rising up the rankings for myself uh, over time. Maybe the next time we end up talking about it, whenever that is. So, yeah, there's number nine. I wish. Here's number eight. Because that's never going to happen. So start learning to like the real Jake Puckerman or leave me the hell alone. but you may catch me leaving these performances or these songs on for a little too much as I am just watching.
0: <laughs> There's number, funny. number eight, uh,
1: my life with uh, Jake, Jake in season five, one of uh, two songs that he gets in season five that are going to be on this list. So not much going on there, but here he is at number eight for, for that one. Angst this is all.
2: the Billy Joel episode, right?
1: Yep. Season episode, uh, season five, episode six. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm not a really big fan of this song. Um, I, I'm his performance of it. It's fine, but just the song in general. And I love this episode, but this is probably my least favorite song of the episode. I'm not really, I don't know. It just doesn't really do anything for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can relatively agree with that. I wouldn't have had it here on my list. I probably would have had it a couple spots down, but probably not, you know, at the bottom bottom, uh, by any means It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's good, but it doesn't stand out as something that I super remember very well, but, uh, it's all right. It's, it's good and uh he's doing some dancing all on his own here no mike chang by his side so just him you know with like i said with that angst <laughs> this is my yeah. life rider shut up leave me alone this is the real jake puckerman
2: <laughs> yeah okay okay right. boy okay my guy
1: right, you do you all right number seven talking all this stuff about
0: me now now let me live they say i'm crazy i really care, that's my prerogative, they say I'm nasty, but I don't give a damn, getting girls is how I live, some ask me questions, why am I so real, but they don't understand me, or really don't know the deal about a brother, trying hard to make it.
1: My prerogative, number seven. Yeah, this is fun. I love this. I
2: love how Artie gets so into it. He's, like, doing the dance moves as he's watching. Oh, my God. Kevin McHale, he just wants to dance so bad. Like, why do they put him in a wheelchair for this show? Why did they do that to him?
1: I don't know. This is, like, three back-to-back performances of Jake up and, uh, you know, the similar, like, similar, like, not similar songs exactly, but, like, similar, like, slowed down a little bit like just him dancing like for the glee club like having these back-to-back is uh kind of funny that uh you know none of them i guess stood out enough to be grouped up far above the others but yeah uh my prerogative there at number seven which sure uh he's he's having fun i don't know where he's paused for you but right now he's paused for me doing like this wild like arm thing
2: yeah he's he's paused like it jumped up like with all four limbs spread out
1: there you go (laughs) my prerogative number seven uh number six let's get to number six now we're getting to like the uh now we're getting to the the good stuff there's a little bit of a gap here between number seven and number six so let's do it
2: damn i thought Some it was top five we don't
0: talk about rather do without just hold the smile he is so sexy. No, he's not. Yes, he, he is, is. Love, ashamed and proud of, together all the while. You can never say never, while we don't know when, but time in time again, younger now than we
2: Screw you, Schuster. Yeah, pause it, pause it right there before we get to the bad part.
1: <laughs> well, there's only two seconds left here, so uh, bad stuff not in this video. But yeah, number six, uh, never say never. You thought it was going to be in the top five. It was in the top five for the audience, but number six overall.
2: Yeah, this is this is great. This is such a a great um, introduction to 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 him as a singer. Uh, I I uh, I just love the premiere episode of season four. I really really wish. That we got to spend much more time with this set of kids like i wanted more sugar more joe more unique with britney and tina and sam and blaine i just loved that newer batch of kids but they focused a little bit too much on just marley and and jake um but yeah this is this performance is great he sounds awesome he's demonstrating some good technique as well like you can hear that he flits up into his falsetto with ease it's really really good so obviously yes jacob artist is a dancer who sings but he's clearly had some training because there is some technique there that you hear all up and down this song
1: yeah i love this song a lot i it just it was like a song that just for some reason, was like, I don't know, I, I liked it back when it first came out or back when we were younger, and it was, uh, I guess, a little bit more popular, but then Glee covered it, and not that I'm never going to go back to the original, but like, when there is a good Glee option available, that's ten, that's what I tend to, to go for, so I've listened to this one many, many times, uh, belting it out in the car with Jacob Artis, so yeah, um, I'm a big fan of it, and you know, it's sitting outside the top five is not too surprising, considering what the top, top five is, but all six of these, like I said, were kind of on a different tier from all of the rest. To them, with like a full like point gap in between, if that means anything to anybody. But yeah, uh, number six, never say never. Ready for the top five? Ready. Ready. The whole crowd says at once. Here is number five.
0: Time stands still Beauty in all she is Every breath, every hour has come to this One step
1: closer Ooh, yeah! Uh thousand years number five with uh of course, with Marley there, I would have this one spot higher, if not even higher. I love this song, I love this duet, uh it got a perfect you know five out of five for me, so if it was any lower, it's all your fault uh but, but i I really enjoy this one a lot.
2: You should let Christina Perry
1: know how just how much you love this song you, you know, it. I just might do that,
2: <laughs> yeah, this is great um. He sings with Marley a lot. I mean, I guess that's obvious, I mean? but like, <laughs> yeah,
1: him and Ryder. But like and him almost, I think half the songs
2: that he has are with Marley. <laughs> and if Marley's not in the song, then it's to her.
1: <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. I mean, his out of his duets, he's got I think three with Marley and three with or three or four with Marley and uh, two with Ryder, one with Puck. Yeah, I mean, obviously majority with Marley, but yeah, but they I sound saying, good well, together.
2: It's not. Even if it's not with her, then it's to her like my prerogative yeah. is definitely to her. let me love you is definitely to her <laughs> like, yeah it's uh yeah very marley centric discography here well, uh but works yeah for me. Christina Perry was in her bag because this song is just so like uh she was she was in love with somebody <laughs> <laughs> and that's with uh that's what the two of them are clearly clearly capturing here it's really good. Uh, Not too much Kermit, easy on the Kermit, and heavy on the
1: emotion. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. All right, there's number five. Big fan. Where is number four? There it is. Number four on the playlist. Jake Buckerman. Here we go.
0: Hey, baby, won't you look my way? I could be.
1: Here is Everybody Talks at number four here. It is obviously that duet with Kitty. And this one is so beloved by Glee fans. They had it, the audience here, had it as their number one. Do you believe that? Number one? They had it as their number one. Luckily, the reasonable people here brought it back down to reality a little bit. But uh, no, I get it. Like, I I know that Glee fans have a lot of love for this song. It's a popular song. It's a popular song. It was a a fun duet with these two. But I'm sorry, I just—it's not number one.
2: I uh, I saw Neon Trees in concert and they performed this song and the crowd went wild. So I, from from that standpoint, I understand. But in terms of Jake's overall, you know, performance and body of work, no. But I mean, it yeah. definitely deserves to be at the top. But no, no yeah, like it, one, no.
1: in my list, I would have had a thousand years above it, as probably can be told, because I. Enjoyed it. Uh, I was just saying, uh, never say never. I think of it also maybe put above it, but I, I mean, I get it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad by any means. I like it too. I just like there's a couple of other songs here that I think deserve to be a little bit higher, and uh, they ended up do they ended up being a little bit higher. It wasn't by you know a lot that the audience had it at number one, but they did have it as their number one pick if they could have had their way for it. So there's that. But uh, yeah, it lands here at number four. So uh, love audition,
2: it, love it, love it, love the, it.
1: The audition for uh, for G- Greece. Gleese, Grease, whatever. Gleese. Gleese. Number three. Top three here. Let's do it. Number three.
0: kind of laughing turns a man to a slave. Oh, that kind of loving sends a man
1: So damn good. Uh, this song is iconic and if you didn't answer, I stand iconic top tier. I don't know that I can be your friend, but not you. I'm well, I mean, you too, but I mean everybody out there. Uh number 3, crazy, you drive me crazy, of course, the mashup from Britney 2.0. We just met these two crazy kids and they're already singing iconic mashups together.
2: Yeah. Uh I did not necessarily like this song um back in 2012. But it's really, really grown on me. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a clever. It's clever the way that they went about doing this mashup. Um, and for this to be the second bit of music that we get from Jake, like overall is just such like it's such a turn. Like you just wouldn't think that that would be something that he would be involved in. But no, it's like no Jake Puckerman knows some fucking Britney, too. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a uh, it's really, really fun.
1: Yeah, and, and that, uh, that whole scene where she's trying we'll to, like, bring together. his guard down a little bit. She's like, that leather jacket, that guitar, all that, you know. I know you're trying to hide something. You you feel things, too. You just don't want the world to be in. And then, and it's just, like, very quickly, you know, establishing there's some kind of, like, dynamic between these two. And uh, we get a great performance out of it.
2: Fantastic performance. So.
1: But it feels all right.
2: All mm-hmm. right. Uh, 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 so I don't know, if I,
1: I, don't know. I, I would have a hard time sorting this top three as you know exactly what order I would put it but let's just do the top two top one and then we can figure out if we Wait, want what to. do There's we have left three. what do we have left um two songs that you said would be in the top two. Ooh,
2: I was right
1: do you want to take a guess which one's which okay we have
2: is, in... is nasty rhythm nation going to be number one what's the other one that I'm missing what am I missing uh let me love you let me love you um, hmm okay. so if the audience is thirsty, <laughs> nasty will be number one. If the audience is emotional, <laughs> then let me love you will be number one. So what kind of demographic do we have? I'm I gonna say I'm gonna say that let me love you is number two, leaving nasty to be number one.
1: All right, let's see I'll hit play. On number two on the Jake Puckerman Countdown, here it is.
2: Yes.
0: Much as <laughs> you blame yourself, you can't be blamed for the way that you feel. Had no example of a love that was even remotely real How can you understand something that you never had? If you let me, I can help you out with all of that Let me love you And I will love you until you learn to love yourself. Let me love you. A heart numbness gets brought to life. I'll take you.
2: He's the king of falsetto, man. They always choosing songs that put him like up there in his upper register, but it sounds good.
0: I love you, and I will love you, until you learn to love yourself.
1: Let me love you, love you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so good. I, I'm literally like, yeah, okay, we're good. we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're fine. Let me love you. Number two. <laughs> Jake Puckerman, which means, number one, you guys know what it is. Let's play it, though, and uh, and hear it. The Thirst one out here, which, I mean, The Thirst could have been for either of these songs, but it's fine. Nasty <laughs> Rhythm Nation at number one. Let's hear it. Give me a beat.
0: Sipping in the movie show your nasty thoughts. I better be a gentleman or you turn me off. That's right. Let me tell it. Nasty. Nasty boys. I don't mean a thing. Huh. Oh, you nasty boys. Nasty. Nasty boys. I don't ever change. Boys, I don't like no nasty girl, I don't like a nasty food,
1: So, this is obviously a... uh, a a very iconic performance here from Jake Puckerman for the production value of it all. I mean, I think if we're going vocals, you got to give it number one to Let Me Love You. But when you're talking about the big picture, the whole thing, what they pulled off here, they pulled off an entire ass music video in the middle of, you know, they're all music videos. But like some of them are truly just uh, let's pause down on filming scenes for a couple of bi- uh, for a little bit, because we have to film this whole music video for Jake and uh, and Nasty Rhythm Nation. So no surprise to see it make it uh, all the way up here at number one it was number two for the audience number one overall and uh, there it is
2: <sighs> I've tried to learn bits and pieces of this choreography from both Janet and from Jake <laughs> and it's hard but it's so fun it looks so fun oh and
1: you look so good everything is so sharp and ugh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> they said, if we're going to get one last Jake performance in before it's time to say goodbye, we're going all out here. And they did. They uh, they got Brie in there. They got Marley in there, obviously, for, for this one. And it was just uh, the choreographing, the, 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 the set design, the the black and white, all of it. It's just so cool. So cool there. We are a part of a rhythm nation. All right. What do you got? Final thoughts here on uh, on these songs. I'll run them back one more time. Um, We got number 13, Unchained Melody with Ryder. We got number 12, Superman with Ryder. 11, You're All I Need to Get By with Marley. Number 10, Hanukkah Oh Hanukkah with Puck. Number 9, I Wish. Number 8, My Life. Number 7, My Prerogative. Number 6, Never Say Never. Number 5, A Thousand Years with Marley. Number 4, Everybody Talks with Kitty. Number 3, Crazy You Drive Me Crazy with Marley. Number 2, Let Me Love You. And number 1, Nasty Rhythm Nation. Yeah, I'm perfectly okay with
2: most of these choices i think that i think that the audience did a pretty good job here (laughs) there are a few outliers but i feel like this is like probably the most agreeable list that that i've that i've you know had so far
1: all right well we had we had some part in it too. audience uh you know deciding to drag down hanukkah hanukkah at every opportunity we have so that's why we're here to balance all that good stuff out but yeah so that's that 13 songs jake puckerman in the books, and uh, we still got plenty to talk about with Ryder, with Marley when that comes up. So this won't be the last time we're actually talking about him as far as, you know, things relating to his story go. Um, and just to update the overall list, uh, now that we have the top 10, uh, you know, all those all the Jake songs are in. Uh, there are some Jake that, that leaked into the top 10. Ooh, Jake's top two songs Is, made their way are in the to top 10, overall. both of them. Both of them made their way onto the overall top 10 list, knocking out uh, Puck and Keep Holding On and knocking out Holly Holidays, Forget You. Mm, Interesting. Um, I will run up the list uh, from number 10 through number one, because at number 10 is where we have Jake and Let Me Love You. So squeaked in there. At number 10, probably won't be there for too long, but he is there for now. Uh, number 10, Jake with Let Me Love You. Number nine is Mike Chang with uh, ABC. Number eight, Holly Holiday, Turning Tables. Number seven, Quinn and Rachel, I Feel Pretty Pretty" from Quinn's List. Uh, number six, Quinn still up there with Never Can Say Goodbye. Number five, Puck and Mercedes, The Lady is a Tramp. Number four, Jake Puckerman, Nasty Rhythm Nation. All the way up there at number four. Ooh, number
2: overall. four, ooh. Yeah.
1: Pretty good rating there. Number three, uh, Holly Holiday singing in the rain umbrella with Will. Number two, April and Rachel. Maybe this time, and number one, Holly Holiday landslide. So, Jake making his mark there on the top ten as we have uh, continued adding in characters to the overall rankings, and we'll see if he stays there.
2: Number four. I mean, that's a pretty solid solid jump. So I feel like that'll probably be around for a while. It'll take it'll take a few more characters analysis for that to get knocked out. I think. Yeah.
1: Well. We will see. It's going to be a while, yeah, for at least that one, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So uh, there's your update on that. So, but that's all we have for today, unless you have anything else uh, while I pull up an iTunes review.
2: No, I believe that is it for me. You can always follow us at Pod. You can follow us individually as well. I'm Adam Owen Iblin, Matt is at Matt Liguori. Make sure that you're leaving us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast. We will read them aloud on the show and we're about to read one right
1: now. Wait, where did you say they could follow me? Matt Laguerre? Okay. Um you should also take note of where you can follow me on Twitter. Just, you know. For- oh my god. Oh my god. You know what? I'm I'm unfollowing you again. I'm doing Do it. it. Guys, I, I woke up, not woke up. I was going to bed the other day and I'm just scrolling around Twitter, uh, randomly looking through a list here or there. All of a sudden, I see Amon's name and, you know, it doesn't have that little follows you symbol next to it. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like looking at his profile to make sure. I'm like, nope, he doesn't follow me. He unfollowed me. Claims it was an accident. Claims he didn't do it.
2: I didn't do it on purpose. I don't know when it happened. I must have been on your profile at some point and then my thumb must have just hit the button. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how it hmm. happened. Just
1: like Jake accidentally fell underneath a tree with Bree. You know it. Just happened.
2: I'm, I'm unfollowing. I'm unfollowing. You're unfollowed now.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, now that uh, the show is over forever because uh, we hate each other now, uh, here's a review from Switzerland34 who said, Best podcast ever. I love rewatching Glee with these two. Both hosts are perfect. And their different opinions make for such an interesting show. Also, I love how they respond to and favorite my tweets. I feel like such a rock star. Between the two of them, Matt and Amon cover everything I think about the show and more. I even talk along with them like I'm a guest on the podcast. Everyone needs to listen to this podcast. Well, thank you so much for the review, but I am sad to inform you that the show is over. Uh, Like I said, we do not... (laughs) get along anymore and uh, do not follow each other on Twitter anymore is, is what it seems to be coming to. But thanks for the review. I'm glad you enjoyed all the episodes up until now.
2: Yes. Thank you. Uh, you got, you have the honor of having the last review to ever be read on the choir room. So take that with such pride and uh, I'm out. Bye.
1: All right. Bye.
2: <sighs> yes. Follow us. Follow us. All that jazz. Make sure that you Read, uh Leave us let ratings and reviews Um And until, until next time guys We'll leave you later To
0: love yourself Let me love you I know you trouble Don't be afraid Oh I can help